Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. So good to see you guys. Man, we missed you last week. Beck and I were both in Lafayette, Indiana, and we got a chance to go speak down there. It went really well. There was 19 decisions, and it was, it was really, really fun, but we missed you guys. Man, did we miss you. We were between services, and I got my phone out, and I'm just kind of watching and listening. I'm like, oh, there's Jason. I'm like, what's he saying? He's like, Samuel's out of climbs the roofs. I'm like, what? But anyways, we, we do. We miss you guys. It is so good to be here with you. If it's your first time, we're in a school, in case you did not know. And this is where we are for now. Uh, it is a huge blessing to be able to be in here. Uh, LifeWest has been around for about three, just a little over three years now, and we are looking for a permanent location. Uh, there's a building fund. If you're like, hey, I want to help make that happen, write the big check. It'll happen faster. That would be great. <laughs> like, like, go for it. But we're going to be here, and, and, and we would. There's some things that we'd love to be able to do if we have a building, but it is such a blessing to be here, and welcome. Welcome. Well, we're in a series right now in Galatians, as we're kind of just going through Galatians verse by verse and looking at what it has to say. So we're just going to jump right back in, and this is the longest series I have ever done and ever probably heard. No, not quite. But, so we're in week 10, part 10 of this series, and we're going to jump in in Galatians chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, just open them up, follow along. If you use your phone, that's fine, jump on there. But Galatians chapter 5, and we're going to start with verse 14, and it says this. The entire law is summed up in a single command, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, we've been looking at this, and and Paul's really been correcting, and I say Paul because the Bible, although authored by God, was written down by man. God, through the Holy Spirit, inspired people. They wrote it down. Well, Paul wrote the book of Galatians, inspired by God. So you can hear me say Paul, but he's addressing what was going on in in Galatia, and the church is there. And he's, he, he'd been talking to them about Jesus came, he died, he did it all. It's through faith that we're saved. They're all getting, but yet there's a group that had been coming and telling them that they need to you know, follow the law, these 613 commands in the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, you got to follow this. He's like, no, it's through Jesus. And he says, all those laws are summed up in this, love your neighbor as yourself. He says, you want to look at all of it? It can come down to this. Let me just make it really, really simple. Love your neighbor as yourself. Matthew 20, verse 28 says it like this. Just as the Son of Man did not come, talking about Jesus, that he didn't come to be served, but to serve and give his life for many. That's why he came. And really, as Christians, that's what we get to do. You know, we're coming up on Christmas, and, and there's, there's Christmas lists, and oh my goodness, my kids are always adding and taking things off their list. Like, Dad, can I, can I, I got to change my list. I got to put something else on there. I got to do this. And you're like, okay, okay. Yep, that's all right. Let's, let's move that around. And grandpa and grandpa, grandparents, they want to know what the kid, grandkids want. So it's, it's okay to have lists and stuff. But understand this, the greatest gift is not what we get. The greatest gift is in what we get to give. And that's what Jesus came to show us. He really did. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. And there is so much joy in that. I hope you experience that. Many people around the Christmas season, around holidays, really, there's a shift. They kind of change gears. 
And they start to think a bit more about, okay, well, what are we going to support? And, you know, maybe you do a gift exchange, and somebody in the gift exchange is like, well, we don't really want presents this year. Instead, we make this donation on our behalf or something like that. And they move things around because people, people begin to shift a little bit. But as Christians, we don't shift. We're always in that gear. We live in the gear of, what can I do for those that are around me? What can I do for those that are around me? Philippians 2.3 says it like this, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. It's automatic to look after our own. But he's like, look, you can sum up all 613 of these laws. You can sum up all that. Love your neighbor as yourself. Take an interest in others. As you see other people shifting gears for this season, be in that gear absolutely, but don't leave it. This is where we live. This is our gear. Verse 15, as we, as we keep going. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Okay, go ahead and highlight that live by the Spirit. We'll come back to the highlight that there. And here we go, verse 17. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature. They're in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want to do. That's the battle right there. That, that's where it comes from. With the, well, I really want to, but I don't know if I want to. Well, really, I should, but should I? I don't know. It's the, it's the I've, I'm kind of selfish, but I could give this. I see opportunity, but I don't know. But I also know what I want, and I've got the toy I've been saving for, and, and so much more, and there's this over here. and it's, it's, it's this battle. Where is it? Where does it come from? It comes from right there. It comes from the spirit wanting one thing and your flesh wanting another thing. Verse 18, but if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Note it said live. It's not that nobody can make a mistake. It says those that live. And we talked a lot about that two weeks ago. But here's the thing, living by the Spirit is way more than a list of don't. But that's what a lot of people have taken, take away from that, is like there's a list of things not to do. Okay, like don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Okay, here we go, I'm a Christian, I got a don't list. But that's not, that's, that's not it. He says the acts, the fruit is another way of putting it. The fruit, the result of following our flesh are going to be this. He says, but what we do is we live led by the Spirit. And this is pretty important. And here's why this is so important. 1 Corinthians says this. This is so much more than a list of things to don't do. 1 Corinthians 2.14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The things of God that you and I will learn are spiritually discerned. We have our five senses. We can touch, we can smell, we can taste, we can hear. See, there it is. <laughs> Couldn't see that one, anyways. We've got those five senses. But the way that we discern, this is what it says, that the thing, the natural man, our five senses are not how we receive from God. 
They are spiritually discerned. They're foolishness to man because they're spiritually discerned. And we have to choose to hear. We have to. Over and over in Revelation, we hear this. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the seven churches. He says, let them hear. Now, my normal hearing, it's just, it's just, you, you just, you just hear things, right? You hear the neighbor's dog bark in the middle of the night, and you're like, really? Oh, my goodness. And, and Becca just goes, that was our dog. It wasn't the middle of the night. It was just kind of early this morning. But, yeah, he was out there barking. We got a, we got a the little dog just barks at shadows. You're like, it's a shadow. Don't, don't do it. But he vicious, he's vicious barking at the shadow. But we, we hear things. You go to bed at night. You want to go to sleep. Your neighbors are like 2 a.m. It's 4th of July. You just hear it. It wakes you up. An alarm clock. You set an alarm clock because it disturbs your sleep. Whether you want to wake up or not, it'll wake you up. We hear things with our, with our natural senses. We hear things whether we want to or not. Spiritually, it's not the same. We do, it is not the same. Some of you are like, yeah, I don't believe you. John 12, let's go to the Bible. John 12, 27 says this. Jesus is talking. He's telling his disciples that he's going to go to heaven. Or excuse me, that he's going to go to the cross, that he's going to suffer, he's going to die. And he says this in verse 27. Now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice spoke from heaven. I have already brought glory to my name and I will, do it, I will do so again. When the crowd heard the voice, okay, voice in heaven. When the crowd heard the voice, turn to the person next to you and say, did you hear that? Okay, they heard the voice. This is what it says. Some thought it was thunder, while others declared an angel has spoken to him. They heard the voice, but some people didn't hear it. And then Jesus says this in verse 30, the voice was for your benefit, not mine. If God speaks to you for your benefit, you hear it. But he says, look, they had everything they needed to hear it. Yet some said it was thunder. Others say an angel spoke. They didn't hear the same thing. Some of them were listening with spiritual ears. They were tuned. They were hungry. Some were not. There is a difference spiritually, we have to try. Spiritually, we have to turn our ears on and listen or we're going to miss it. This is how you can sit in the exact same service as somebody else and somebody else leaves and they're like, that's exactly what I need. Thank you, Jesus. And you're like, I got nothing. It's not because of the message. It's because God's spirit. They're listening. They're hungry. The Bible says, seek and you will find me when you seek after me with all of your heart. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. It doesn't say stand at the door. It says knock. You can be at the door. You can be right there and we can miss it. Because the things of God are spiritually discerned. They're foolishness. They're foolishness to our senses. It, it, it's not how it works. But we press in and we say, God, I want. Because this is how God leads us. 1 Corinthians says it like this. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. That is what the Scripture means when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. Verse 10, but it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. 
Okay, he wants to show us things. How does he reveal them to us? By his spirit. That's exactly what it just said. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit, for his spirit reaches out everything. It searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. No one can know the thoughts of God except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. We've received God's spirit so we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. You ever thought about what it would be like to be able to read somebody's mind? No? Okay, I have. I'm the only one. But usually it's the other way around. Usually it's like, I'm glad other people can't read my mind. Like, like that would not be good at all. And I remember every time, like growing up, I grew up in church, and every time that my dad would say, like, uh, that we were having a guest speaker, like a prophet or something come, I remember thinking, like, they're going to tell my dad what I did wrong this week. Like, they're going to know what my thoughts are. They're going to get me, like, oh, no. And he's like, you got to come in and meet him. I'm like, I don't even want to go in the room. He's like, get in here. And I just remember being like, no, I, I don't want to. And he's like, there's food. I'm like, okay. And so we'd, we'd, we'd go in there. But here's the thing. Nobody knows our thoughts, but our spirit does. God's thoughts, his spirit, God is everywhere, and his spirit lives on the inside of you. If you're a believer, his spirit's on the inside of you, and his spirit is there to tell you what God is thinking. That's what this verse has said, to communicate to you and I. It says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. We don't get this through our senses. But God's spirit wants to speak to us and lead us. It's his spirit on the inside. But we have to pay attention. It's one of the reasons that we fast. Remember fast, what fasting is? Fasting is saying, I'm not going to eat food. I'm not going to feed my body. I'm going to feed my spirit. And we build up our spirit. Because I don't want to be dominated by my body. I'm going to be dominated and led by my spirit. I'm going to give my spirit what it needs so that it can grow. Your spirit grows. So I can hear that voice. You and I, all the same, we need, we need to tune our ears to hear, or we will miss it. So how do we do that? How, how, how do we make sure that we do that? My, my sister went to Bible college in Australia, and she met a guy over there, and somehow got my dad to say yes, and so they got married, and they lived in Australia. And it was like, see you later, sister. That was fun right? Because she lives in Australia now. And, but it's, several years later, they ended up moving back to Michigan. In fact, they, they pastor a church in, over in Grand Haven. And, but, but a year after they've been back, uh, Tim and I, which is her husband, we're, we're watching these videos and we were, we're putting the kids to bed. We were all hanging out and, and he and I were playing like guard duty, you know, that the kids are in bed, making sure they actually go to bed and are, aren't building forts and throwing each other out of windows. I mean, you just, you, we're just up there like kind of watching the kids. So we were on YouTube watching the kids and, and we're watching these, these base jumping videos. He's like, he's like, hey, look at these guys. And I'm watching and I'm like, what is he? He goes, these are my friends back home and they're jumping off of things and, and then they're flipping around and their parachutes are opening up and they're landing this stuff. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about getting that exact parachute because this and this. And I'm like, okay. And my sister comes up 
Tim's, Tim's wife. My sister comes up. She's like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, oh, we're watching this base jumping stuff. My sister looks at him and goes, oh, my goodness. And I'm like, uh-oh. And she goes, I wondered how you were still feeding this. I go, what do you mean? And she's like, when we left Australia, that he, he, he went base jumping and he had this whole group of friends that that's what he would did and they'd skydive and jump off of things and that's, that's what they did. He goes, she goes, but when we left, I thought, well, surely he's going to stop because he's not going to be around those people anymore. And she's like, now I know how he's been feeding this. They're sending him videos and like, look what we're doing and you should do it too and, and feeding this in him. She goes, now I know what this is. A real simple way of saying it is this, what we feed grows. And if we want, if we want to hear spiritually from God, if we want to be led by God, he uses his word, absolutely. God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. But there's things that I, there's questions that I have that are, I can't find that answer in the Bible. There's principles that are there. But there's questions that aren't in there. Is this the one I marry? I, that, that, the answer to that's not there. I mean, there's, there's a bottom, like, marry whomsoever you will in the Lord. Like, that's a requirement, but you can trip over that one. Like, I mean, I mean there's, a, there's a lot more. Is, is this the right one? Is it not? Should I buy this? Should I make this investment? Is now a time to buy a house or sell a house? How many kids do I have? Is two enough, three enough? Do I get a minivan, a full-size van? What's going to happen? Like, like, there's all these questions we don't know. God wants to lead us by his spirit. We need, we need to do this, but we need to be hungry for the things of God. If we're hungry for it, again, knock and the door will be open. Seek and you will find. We, you are a spirit. Now think about this with me real quick. Most of our cars in here, raise your hand if, you're, if your vehicle runs on gasoline. Do you have a gas engine? Okay. Anybody got diesel? Raise your hand. Yeah, a few diesel. Okay. Anybody electric? No. Okay. Maybe one or two. Like, yeah, maybe you got to get that. But, but here's the deal. An electric car runs on electricity, but it's not electric. I mean, the motor's not just a ball of electricity. A gas engine runs on gas. It's not made of gas. A diesel engine runs on diesel. You put diesel in it. It's not a ball of diesel. You are a spirit, and we, need, we run on this. This is the stuff that we run on. You want your spirit to grow? You're going to seek after spiritual food so that your spirit can grow. Matthew 5, verse 6 says it, this, says it like this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. What you hunger for? you'll get filled with. But let me say this. Don't fill up with the wrong stuff. Don't fill up with the wrong stuff. Out of college, I was, uh, I was working, working at my dad's church and, and, and kind of seeing this girl, not Becca, this other girl, and, and she's like, hey, can I, can I bring you lunch one day? And I was like, sure, sure. She's like, well, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know what I said, but I said some food that I liked. And she's like, okay, I'll bring you lunch. And, well, the day came that she was going to bring lunch, and I forgot. So there were some people going to grab some food, and so we just went and got food. 
And, and so I just went and I ate and I ate a bunch of food and it was great. And, and typically what I would do is I'd order something really small or not at all because I was cheap and Dutch. And then all of my friends would always order food and not finish it. And I'm like, oh God, I'm, I'm right here. And I would just finish all of their food. So I ate, I ate like three or four people's food that they didn't finish. And I'm like, this is, this is great. So we get back and I had eaten. Well, we pull in and as we pull in, my friend who was driving is like, hey, whose car is that? And I'm like, <gasps> Jessica's bringing me food. And so we get out of the car, and she's coming back out of the offices holding some bags, and she's like, remember food? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, are you hungry? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. She's like, oh, good. So we go inside, and we finally eat. And it was great. But it wasn't great. I was full already. And she brought all this stuff, and her mom had made this dessert that I like, and we're sitting there, and I'm eating this stuff, and I'm like, I have never. But like, you ever eat something, and you're at the point where you, like, you, you swallow it, and you're like, I might have to swallow that twice. <laughs> like, stay down there, because you're, you're still eating. And, and then you're like, this is good, but it's not good. I didn't need it, because I'd already eaten. I filled up on the leftovers of other people's plates. And then some good food showed up and I didn't want it. Let me just say this. So many of us, we do that. We're trying to fill up on what the world has to offer, on a bunch of stuff and junk, and then God's like, this is what I have for you. And we're already full. We, we filled up on the praise of people. We've filled up chasing after accolades. We've filled up building a career. We've filled up building our empire. We've filled up on all these worldly things. And God's like, look what I have for you. And we're like, oh, I don't know if I can handle any more of this. Because we've filled up on everything else. I like what C.S. Lewis said. He said this, It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We're half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We're far too easily pleased. Psalms 107 says this. For he has satisfied the thirsty soul, and he has filled the hungry soul with what is good. Your soul, your spirit is hungry. It's hungry for something that cannot be satisfied in this world. Some of you, you know, you've tried, and it didn't work. Some of you are still trying. But let me just say this. There's no drug. There's there's no relationship. There's, there's, no, there's nothing, there's no thing that you can buy. There's no amount of followers that you can get that can fill that void that's on the inside of you. It's Jesus. He put it in it. it that's what it is. Jeremiah 31, 25 says, For I will refresh the weary soul and replenish all who are weak. 
Some of you, you're like, I've tried this, I've tried that. Why hasn't it worked? It's because it's your soul that's weary. That's why no amount of sex, no relationship, no money, it's, it's always empty. The goals that you set, you hit them, and all that's waiting for you is another goal. Because it's your soul. It's your inside. You need Jesus. It's the only thing that satisfies. There's nothing else. You can search. You can try to fill. You can look for anything you want. But it's only Jesus. And there's only one place he fits. And that's first. He doesn't want anything else in your life. He wants to lead and guide each and every one of us. And he does it through his spirit. But it takes us not just sitting with our senses and saying, okay, it's a great place to start, but it's tuning in our spiritual ears and saying, God, speak to me. Well, everybody do that right now. Repeat after me. Say, God, speak to me. What are you saying to me in this message? He wants to speak to you. It's his spirit. The things you chase after, don't, don't chase after him. It's God. He's the only thing that will satisfy. He will satisfy. He will refresh the weary soul. He says this in Matthew 11. He says, come to me all who are weary and carry heavy burdens. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle in heart and you will find rest for your soul. It's that inside thing. But let me just say this. Would you do this? Would everybody just stand up? It's a little different, but go ahead and stand up. But if you've been filling up on other things, you haven't been filling up on the things of God, you haven't been seeking after Him, you've been filling up on other stuff. You can binge watch all you want. It's just, but when you're done, it's just done and half the show you don't even remember. If you're filling up on the praise of people, if it's a substance, I don't know what it is. This is what God says. This, he, he is saying this to you. He says, come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, I will give you rest. Take my work... Take my yoke on you. Let me teach you. He wants to teach you because I'm humble and gentle and you will find rest for your soul. That's what he's saying to you. He says, come to me. So you may, you may be here and you may be saying, you know, I, I know Jesus is my Lord and Savior, but I've been seeking other things. Today, he's telling you, come to me. You're weary, you've been seeking after other things, you've been following, you've been like, I've got this hole and nothing will fill it. He says, come to me. So here's what I wanna do. We're gonna sing a song here, but as we do, if you're here and you say, I've, I've been filling up on junk instead of the things of God and I wanna come to him, what I want you to do is I want you to get out of your seat and come down front. This is a sign that you say, I am coming to you. I want to seek you. I don't want to fill up on anything but you. 
we go ahead and start singing that song. But if that's you, we're going to sing this out. Just come on forward. If that's you, come on right now. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.